Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the uh, review, stick it on a podcast for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And we are continuing on with our series. And you know what the series is? No. The series is how many books can Luke read and review before Juliana finishes the current Alistair Reynolds book, um, Alistair Reynolds' Revelation Space book that we've got to. Yes. Uh, okay. However, beforehand, I was doing it on easy mode. Okay. okay. So let me explain. Um, Absolution Gap, 27-hour audiobook. Yep. And we started, I started it, finished it, and then you were also reading the book. Yeah. So in the time that you read the text of a book, which was a 27-hour audiobook, I listened to eight hours of the novel Quarter Share, 10 hours of The Postman, five hours of The Big Time, and then a few hours, but then bailed on Nemesis, and also a few hours and then bailed on We Are Satellites, and those, you know, Nemesis 14 hours. We are satellites, 12 hours, but I only got a few hours into them before bailing, stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, pretty, so I got through quite a big chunk. Yeah. This time I thought I would, like I say, do it on hard mode on how many books could I um, complete or what, you know, what books can I complete before you get to the end of this? So inhibitor phase is 19 hours and 34 minutes. So, you know, a good like seven hours shorter than absolution gap. I'm yeah. about halfway through. You're about halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, there's no problem. Um, I have uh, just listened to, finished listening to Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Which comes in at 55 hours long. What? Yeah, exactly. So the audiobook that I've just listened to is longer than Absolution Gap, Quarter Share, The Postman and The Big Time all combined and the other stuff that I put together too. Wait, just one... you listened to 55 hours yeah, of Yeah, I listened audio... to a 55 hour S- audiobook. And you did that since we finished Absolution Gap? Yeah. Yeah, fin- we finished Absolution Gap. Whoa. That, like I said, I'm, I'm, going well, for, I'm okay. go, doing let, this on let hard me, mood. Let me put this in, into perspective. I'm going to work four times uh, a week where I ha- don't, just don't have the hours to do anything no. others, other than yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying any. I'm not saying that yes. you should read quicker or read more or do anything like that. I'm just saying huh. that I've stopped. I like, um, just delete, I'm just deleting podcasts left and right now because, you mm. know, podcasts come and I was like, oh, I don't need to listen to another podcast about this or an mm. interview with someone who I just don't know and don't really care about. You know, I don't need that much always information that you get from podcasts yeah. um, or that much comedy, I guess, whatever I'm wanting from podcasts. Like I don't always need that all the time. Okay. And, um, but I do enjoy, you know, listening to things. So yeah, 55 hours worth. So of you decided audio. to just go to a chunky, chunky, yeah, chunky like novel. literally just the chunky, literally the chunkiest book that I thought as as opposed to The Big Time, <laughs> which was five hours and The Postman, which <laughs> is 10 and The Quarter Share, which is eight hours. I was like, all right, let's get my money's worth for one of these audible credits. What's the biggest book that I can go for? Okay. And it's the third book in the, in the, um, oh, I was going to say, I was, what's, what's the series? Uh, of the Stormlight, Stormlight Archive um, is what we're going for here. Okay. So um, uh, this is, like I say, 55 hours audiobook. If you're wondering what is in pages, that's 1,248 pages. So if you thought like the Alistair Reynolds books that we read before mm. was a chunky book, that no, this is like <laughs> like absolution gap twenty seven hours. This one fifty five hours, almost exactly Epic. twice the length of absolution gap, and that comes in at about four hundred and fifty thousand words, whereas absolution gap was just slightly over two hundred thousand words. 
Wow. So not bad. Chunky. And you said it's part of a series. Did you did you rec um, did you um, record podcasts about the series before? Yeah, I have done. Um, I read them a while ago, though. Um, did we talk about it? Maybe. I mean, I could I could uh, click on uh, what is it? The Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. And if you're in this picture, no, you're nope. not in the picture of the first one, and nope. you're not in the picture of the second one. Look, this I read on a cruise ship, and this also, yeah, also on a cruise ship. Mm. So I read these previous books, uh, The Way of Kings. I read back in 2012, mm -hmm. and then the next one I read in 2014. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, many many years ago I started this series. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'm glad that you, uh, or I'm not saying glad, it's interesting that you weren't part of those earlier podcasts. Nope. Um, so you don't know anything about this series. I, I, heard, really? I heard it for the first time now. Okay. Well, really, uh, well, you've heard of Brandon Sanderson because we've, yes. we've, we've talked about him Brandon before. Sanderson, I know this him as an author, but I yeah. have never heard of this series before. Okay. Think back to The Avengers, you know, and I had seen some of these Avengers movies. I'd seen mm. The Avengers, I'd seen the... And, but you hadn't caught up with all of these movies. No. And then I was like, all right, let's catch up. And so what we did, we did a um, MCU uh, movie mm. uh, marathon. We did. And we also did some series as well. We did like some Agents of Shields, which yes. it, it didn't didn't keep our interest through all of... I think there's like six seasons or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, lot of, lot we, of stuff. we got through like three and a half, three, three, at least three seasons of yep. that. And uh, it's just a crazy, crazy TV show. Um, not good, but at least it, it it changed every series to be interesting. At least let's put it fun. That way. And, and you you kind of attached to the, the characters, so interested enough yeah. to keep knowing what what's going on with them. Yeah, That's yeah. How it was for me. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So um, we have uh, MCU, uh, and we we actually talked about the Thanos movies. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one, the second one, and that second, the second part of MCU Phase Three podcast, we talk specifically about the Endgame movie. And I said part of the reason which I was really I was excited about this movie it was it was it was a, a the culmination of a long experience that uh -huh. we're experiencing with all the other people who are experiencing it in real time. Yes. that you couldn't get that same experience of the anticipation of what's going to happen, what's coming up what's going on mm. without being part of it over the long term you can't just watch all those movies back to back because mm. you don't you don't have that one year's worth of waiting like the one movie comes out and you're like all right wonder what happens at the end of this story you got to wait a year for it so everyone's yeah. stewing in that mm. and that same kind of thing happened with the game of thrones tv show you're like oh who's gonna be sitting on the throne at the end of the game of thrones like people are interested in that but if you just watch it all the way through you don't care but because it was a like a, a 10 year television watching journey right or seven year however long it was same with harry potter you know when the, the final harry potter book came out yeah. people really were in into it and what i found was that like with the with the mcu i really appreciated that chance to go and see a midnight screening of although i didn't see it because i was actually traveling and working you went to see you went to see I the, remember like, that was the time when you booked a ticket and so we had and two then i had a work trip yeah yes and then so i went go watch it with a friend yeah and it just the whole it was too warm or whatever it was in the in the cinema. Yeah, it, it was made cramped me like and crowded. There was yeah. some weird atmosphere which I made yeah. me not appreciate it as much as yeah. you did. And you said, "Oh, the next time 
I'll, I'll, you know, make sure it's at a good time of screening, won't go on the first day, something, something. And I said, no, there won't be a next time. Yes. Because the next time, the next chance that you have to go along and see a pop culture phenomenon come to a climax yeah. is, like I say, it's, it's Harry Potter, it's uh, Game of Thrones, it's, uh, you know, the MCU. These things only come around every 10 years. years. Well, not 20 years, because all of those things are kind of oh, were wrapped up yeah. in, you know, yeah. Okay. Over the last twenty years, there's been three or four of them. Yeah. But I didn't feel that at all for this Star Wars because the Star Wars felt no. like oh, it's already finished like yeah. twice before. We've <laughs> already had the last Star Wars movie twice, and now we're going to just have more Star Wars. There's going to be more Star Wars all the time, and I don't care enough about Star Wars now. I even said that in one of the Star Wars podcasts. What was it? The um, Rogue, the Rogue One podcast. I said, look, yeah. I went to see this movie knowing that this was going to be the last Star Wars movie I'm ever going to care enough about to like have an opinion on or talk about it so I went and to the midnight screening yes. of that yeah. you know I wanted yeah, yeah. to feel that oh let's go to the midnight screening mm. of the big movie and uh, the movie was fine you know yeah. um, And but the movies since I've not really like the Star Wars movie since not been into we haven't done any more podcasts about Star Wars stuff since then yes that's true um, so uh, yeah so I thought hey what I should do is I should catch up with this series because I've already put in some of the, the effort into this fantasy series by Brandon Sanderson yeah. and this is now like the biggest fantasy series which is actually being completed there's other fantasy series like the game of thrones grr martin he's just never going to finish that book mm. you know there's also the uh, the king killer chronicles which is what is it um you know captain amazing's penis adventures i can't remember what the the joke is about that but that those first what? two books it's okay. it's about a guy who just goes hey i'm this really cool magic person and i've gone to this magic school and i come out and i'm going to go into the world and we've got these three books and the first two books came out like uh years ago like 12 years ago okay and then the next book just hasn't come out and one thing that you know about brandon sanderson is that he is a reliable author he puts he out finishes like, the, he, he, okay. he just puts out he's yeah. got like four ongoing series he just keeps writing keeps writing and these books are going to keep coming out okay and the latest book came out this year i think earlier this year yeah in fact uh, i can actually quickly have a look so how how many books in the series is well it then? four have come out all right so the rhythm okay. of war came out in oh in 2020 so it came out last year and the one that we're talking about today came out in 2017 so there was the one that came out in 2014 i read mm -hmm. and then i just didn't carry on mm -hmm. with it because okay. sometimes i'm like oh i'll wait for the whole because i've mentioned this before like i'll wait for the entire series to be finished yeah and then if people go all the way through to the end and say, yes, it's worth reading all the way through, then I'll go back and read the whole series all the way through. Yes. I realized, though, with a big chunky series like this, I'm never going to do that. Mm. That one of the reasons why, even though I enjoyed the Malazan Book of the Fallen series, I'm never going to go back to it and keep reading all the way through. It's because there's 14 books in that series Ooh. and they're chunky books. And I don't like i'm not going to i'm not going to go back to it because those uh, those books that i'm reading were written 25 years ago the latest book was written 5 years ago but mm -hmm. to get through 25 years worth of like books coming out every few years that's only a lot of work to put in after the fact not like your your grid linked and your agent cormac series that are like oh six books in this series and i enjoyed that previous series let's go for it like it's a different kind of commitment that you have to put into a long-running chunky fantasy series yes i did that already with the the prince of nothing series yes i remember um, that one big chunky series and mm. i've got through nine of those books or whatever it is yeah but i got i first read the original trilogy and then i read each book as it came out 
of of those you know in the next there was like a, then another two or another three books and then there was another two books i can't remember how many but many books after them by um uh scott backer, backer. yeah mm. scott backer mm. um and but then it's tailed off and i'm actually pleased that i read those along the way because i got a lot out of them but if you said to somebody oh you finish a series is it worth reading all the way through and finishing on the end book i would say no don't do it read the original trilogy and then stop mm. because the next series of stories like the next novels that come out culminate in something which i found very unsatisfying kind of seem to be on purpose by the author mm -hmm. who is like really pushing the grim dark whatever going like nasty and um <laughs> okay and yeah it's just it's not satisfying to read a book with well, a series with that as a conclusion i'm like was that the conclusion i don't know i don't even know if it was the conclusion but i'm done with that series now okay so so this series in which category does this fall now then? this falls in a series that if i waited for if i got more than two books behind these are 55 hour audiobooks it's massive if i get too far behind i'm just never going to catch up okay. and i and i want to keep up with other people's reading of this okay. you know i don't yeah. want to fall too far behind because yeah. i want to be part of even though like i'm i don't actually i'm not a fan of brandon sanderson and i'm not and i don't understand how people can be a fan of brandon sanderson <laughs> well people can it's possible well, if you just if you just have enough broad appeal like he has he's yeah. doing like the broadest most appealingest kind of fantasy here yeah. you're just going to pick up enough people who really like that kind of thing i think it's kind of like it well we'll go through this and i'll give my uh my review and my opinions about this as we get to the end here okay but i mean you said you want to continue uh, and not fall too far behind now yeah. we have 2021 yeah and, and there's four chunky books out Yes, yeah. it's four chunky books out, and the last book you read of the series was in 2014. Yeah, but I can pick How, it up again now. Okay, there, but there's no like. Uh, Here's the thing: all you ever need to do, all you ever need to do, is read the Wikipedia plot summary of the first <laughs> book, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, and it just and it just has the names of the characters, and then oh, okay. you read the Wikipedia plot summary of the second book, and you're like, ah, right now I remember because okay. it's still there in my head. Yes, there's some books where I don't remember anything about it, even books which I've got rated really highly. Yeah. I'd look back and go, The Scar by this Russian couple and translated. And I'm like, oh, I remember I gave this book like 4.8 stars. Yeah. And I don't remember anything about it. Like it's another fantasy book, you know, yeah. these, things, these things do happen. Whereas this, like I remembered all the characters. I remembered where they were up to. And the Wikipedia pages were just sort of like a little hint along okay. the way. Just remember, yeah. Oh, which one of these characters is the one who was the brother of this? You know, just sort of like just the uh, uh, bits and pieces like that. So okay. as I was saying, the reason why I want to do this series is so I have is so I can be part of an ongoing commun communal reading experience okay. and seeing the anticipation and then when the next book comes out I'm like hey the next book comes out you okay know. so you're saying this book the current book that we're discussing today came yeah. out last year it came out no this no. is the one that came out in 2017 oh that was book three book four of the series is already out so if i wanted to continue the story now i could just go straight into the next book if okay. i wanted to okay i won't because it's quite a lot to go into <laughs> but again it's something i can catch up with okay so but you now read the book three out of four existing books chunky books yeah. in this series and yeah there are more to come yeah there's more to come uh, I mean, I could probably look here. Book five, currently untitled. Book six, untitled. Book seven, untitled. Book eight, untitled. Book nine, untitled. And book ten, untitled. Oh. So I guess Brennan Sanderson is this is going to be a ten book series. In other okay. words, this what I'm trying to say is I want to be part of a series which is going to last 
for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm looking for here yeah. is an epic series of storytelling, which is going to last as long as the science fiction book review podcast is going to last. Brandon Sanderson has been very clear that he says, this is my, this is my epic. This is my masterpiece. This series, Mm -hmm. this, this way of King, oh, the books, that's the, the, what's it called? The, um, the Stormlight archive series. Mm -hmm. Um, he's, he's starting it planning with it. This is going to be 10 chunky novels it's not like a it's not like a uh, a George Lucas was like oh yeah Star Wars was always going to be nine movies no it wasn't it was like it was meant to be you know it was a a, a, an homage to the serial um, television programs or the the serial things that you'd see in the in the movie theatres yeah and you would come along and you wouldn't have seen episodes one two and three so you just come in episode four here's what's happened on the scroll and then we get into it there was never going to be an episodes one two and three it wasn't ever part of the original story and you you can see that by like the script writers and all the notes that they had and all the story notes you know that's Mm. all that stuff didn't exist in the past it only existed after the first movie was made yeah you know darth vader was never luke's son I mean, sorry, Luke was never Darth Vader's <laughs> son until it was written in there. Yeah. You know, it was never the plan. It okay. was, it would never have been the plan. So that's what I'm saying. But this series here, this Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson, he's got a plan. Mm. I mean, he's probably not going to stick to the plan because, you know, the characters will go in different Things directions. Yeah. But it's it's something that like, okay, this is four books in 10 years and there's 10 books planned in total. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to say? Like 25 years to get this whole thing's fin- this series finished? Pretty impressive. It's It may be impressive. It might be a flop maybe he'll give up someday and just be like ah right here but he's taking this he, this was the guy that when robert jordan robert jordan yeah wrote the wheel of time and this was a 12 book series and then they're like all ah, right he died before he completed the, the last book mm. brandon sanderson was the person that they brought in to finish off oh. the wheel of time series yes. and then he was like these notes this is not one novel's worth of notes that are here and so they i think they also sp- split that up into three books to finish off the last book so not interested in the wheel of time i tried reading it you know what 25 years too late to getting into that series okay do you yes. understand what i'm saying yeah, yeah you also need to go on with on the wave yeah. of the time yeah. of the, i was really the people going, this talking is, about it this is garbage um fantasy has moved on yeah. since the big mm. since the people started writing malazan series or mm. the you know uh yeah wheel of time the other things new things are happening in in fantasy and new things are happening just in the world new things are happening in science fiction like all of these things are like are wrapped up in in this reading experience yes of course so yeah yeah that's it okay so on we go with the star i was just about to read that what it said on that page the starlight archive Thanks. um the, no the stormlight archives oh, stormlight N- number archive. three it's by brandon sanderson it's got 4.57 stars on on Goodreads. But again, it's one of those self-selected it's, things. If you've read yeah. two novels, which are 55 hours long, if they've read two novels over a thousand pages and you're like, I'm going to go for the third one, you're probably going to be self-selected to give it a higher rating. Although Way of Kings, 4.6, Words of Radiance, 4.7. So this is like, you know what I'm saying before, like uh, when I said, that what's the highest rated books in my to read list or some of the highest rated books ever? on goodreads are these books because talk about a self-selected group oh, yes. of people yeah 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 like it, they are the fans who yeah. gonna read if this. you see a book this chunky yeah. and go i want to read that kind of book this is the kind of book yeah. that you want to read 
Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pacing. So I just made some notes of my pacing as we go through. I um I wrote, wrote this note here. Twenty one hours in. Fuck. Still thirty two hours to go. <laughs> That's longer than all of Absolution Gap already. A big no- so when I was twenty one hours into listening to this novel. Yeah. I still and then I said halfway there. Twenty seven hours remaining. Um. <sighs> And then at one point, the main characters in the novel, which I'll talk about in a bit, and the main characters in the novel all split up. And uh, some of them go off to this... Some of the... One person stays behind to do some politicking, like the main king. Well, he's not a king, but, you know, like the, the main politics leader person. Guy. And he's going to stay behind and do some politics. Normally, he's the guy who goes out and do the battles, but now he's having to grow up. And they're like, okay, not battles for you, politics for you. Okay. And then uh, the other main characters all kind of get together in a group and go off to this besieged city. Yeah. And I always struggle with fantasy novels where they're like oh what we're going to do is we're going to do a siege so there's going to be people inside the castle or uh-huh. people inside the city there's going to be attacking and they're going to have to live in and there's going to be starvation or something uh-huh. and this is some of the most difficult um fantasy to do well is a siege a city uh, a city under siege and in this he does it okay and i was actually oh that's really good <laughs> and then what happens suddenly 12 hours left of the audiobook suddenly those characters go into like the upside down. They go into this other realm. You know, there's like these three different realms and suddenly they go into, what was it called? Shadesmar. And Shadesmar is like the shadowy thing where all the magic exists, all the things that are magic are in there. And when they pop out into our world, that's like where magic comes from or that's where something comes from when they pop out into our world or into like the main world where all the action's happening. Yeah. But when you go in there, they're not magic in there. It's like another very mundane place to be. So in the magic world, there's no magic? No, because everything no. there is just... There's nothing... Like, they're in that world, and they have... Oh, oh, so the, it's only magic if it goes from this one world to... Yeah, two, yeah. These the, things the real... that are in this world, they oh, come out, okay. and they're, some, they're in our world, they're okay. magical. Yeah. But the our main characters, when they go into this other world, yeah. they're not they're not really magical yes. there. Okay. And so, it. And it was suddenly a massive drag. Oh. And, it's, and it's really tricky to go, oh... If this had been, if this had happened, like if the book had started with this, like if it, this wasn't already three quarters of the way through the book and it had started in like three hours in, they're like, right, let's go here. And they'd gone up. But uh, I don't know. It was the pacing really got to me. And then there's this interlude, like every quarter of the book, way through the book, they have these interludes. Mm-hmm. Interlude one, two, three, four. And it kind of like catch up with these non point of view characters from different way and it says interlude 13 Ryzen was bored and i'm like yeah me too i'm really really struggling here and then i was like get to the final battle and then there's a big final battle and that final battle the chapter you know it was what what chapter 137 like crazy number of chapters in chapter 137 and i looked and i was like oh there's one and i got confused about how much time there was left in the book and how much time was left in the chapter and yeah. that the final battle chapter was like an hour and a half long Ooh. you know and and oh, so while i was waiting like come on get to them i was like they're all coming to get they're all coming to the same place so yeah. this is obviously where the final battle is going to be and they did all get to, and then the final battle started and i was like oh that was actually there was interesting stuff happening character wise yeah. and there was interesting stuff happening story wise but really i was just like Oh, it's just too much at that point. And I totally understand why loads of people give this massive high rating. But like I enjoyed the experience of listening to such a long audiobook and thinking, right, this is this is I'm committing to this. Yeah. And I'm and I'm going to wallow in the fact that we're going to get four novels worth of novel in this novel. 
uh, we're gonna have like no it's true because yeah. at the opening yes. they're setting up the characters yeah. and they all go and like have an adventure and make discoveries and do that kind of stuff and once all that comes over and you're like oh right that would have been enough to be like a good length novella slash novel and then they all go and have like another kind of adventure kind of thing and yeah. that, I would say that quarter that like third quarter is them the siege kind of section yeah. and that novel I was like oh that's actually better than I was expecting and then the final novel is you know our main characters in the upside down and the politicking on the other side oh yeah. no it's not just politicking at one point he just goes oh I'm just really annoyed and then he he has this you know grieving He's he has this grieving session and he just locks himself in his room for two weeks and drinks himself and all the other people are going wow the king's over there drinking himself to death and we're all trying to do this pol-. and I'm like this is really unsatisfying that our some of our main characters are like locked away from the rest of the real world in the upside down mm. and and then we've got our like other main character drunk in a room locking himself away Nobody from people. Nobody helps him. Yeah, well, obviously a depressive, depressive uh, phase. Yeah, and like it was an it's like an interesting turn for mm. these characters to well, especially the the guy, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, and so then uh, the, an hour long, and then it wraps up. The story wraps up, but then there's still three hours to go, and that's all the like epilogue stuff. <laughs> oh, and then this people have to get together, and this <laughs> person gets together with that one, and then that person becomes king, and that person you know takes you know it's like the, the, who the gets, outcome of yeah the outcome the of this yeah. and like yeah. what setting it up, and they're like oh, and in the next book you'll probably see the return of the bad guy who was revealed in this book, but wasn't completely defeated he went away from the battlefield mm-hmm. and then but then there was another battle elsewhere that <laughs> failed but then they were you know and you're like okay okay this is a lot of moving pieces around here we've got this entire and it's not just happening in this one country or one group of nations now yeah. it's not just happening with the Germanic tribes then they're like oh we've got the Asian tribes over there and we've got the Spanish tribes over here and we've got like the Nordic tri- and so what it's doing is opening up the world so you realise ah there's actually now a lot more politicking coming okay. in that beforehand it was like these you know these tribes or small nations like in the middle of a thing there's yeah. maps and stuff but i'm listening to audio now it's getting more and more complex yeah it's all more stuff more going out but that's what you're gonna do this is an epic mm. 10 book series and i'm only three right. books in not even a quarter of the way through more stuff well, just over a quarter of the way yeah. through if it's 10 books no, I, I um it. so yeah it's uh it was again just pacing wise um a, a bit of a mix but otherwise i'm actually really impressed by how he did manage to keep my attention for 55 hours i was listening to it at a faster speed so it didn't actually take me 55 hours of listening oh, okay it was if i'm listening at 1.2 or 1.25 speed whatever it is it's it's like so it's actually like say 45 hours of listening rather than 55 hours of listening okay i just remembered that i wanted yeah. to say something um apart from it um expanding to the other tribes in in the in the world i mean you also said there are different realms so it's yeah. it's not only uh in the in the overall uh board let me just say i hope we never re- we never return to those realms <laughs> literally the weakest part of the book okay. is the spren there's a- let me talk a bit about the magic okay no what's my next note let me just make sure i'm not cutting something off oh no my literally my next note is magic okay mm. so here Here's the thing. Brandon Sanderson is best known or very well known for his magic systems. So what he does, he comes up with an almost scientific technological explanation for what magic is. And all magic has to cost something. Mm. 
So you can't just use magic here and magic there and magic there. Just like know the right words and magic happens. You know, all of it has to have a cost. In all of his books, there's different costs that he has to that there has to be. Okay. And weirdly enough, all of his other fantasy books, they're all part of a like a, a meta series called the Cosmere series. And okay. there's actually characters that go between his novels, go between oh, his fantasy novels. That's funny. But what they all have in common, all the Cosmere series have in common, is that there's a cost to what the magic is. So it's like in physics, so you have an action and there's an, yeah, there's a, a, a whatever the reaction is like yeah. what. The fuel. But what in this book, the cost is called Stormlight. So you get these gems which can hold magic, like they're like battery power. Okay. Battery power gems. Yeah. And the way the batteries are recharged is that you get these magical storms that sweep across the continent all the time. And if you leave your magic gems out, mm. they get infused with Stormlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this series is called, the Stormlight Archive. Yeah. And then if you're a magic user, you can just have one of those near you, like in a pouch or if they're just around, you can then draw Stormlight out of them and they don't glow anymore and they just go dim, but mm. you've used up magic. Okay. So if you run out of Stormlight from all your gems that you have, um, you can't do any magic anymore. And Unless you've got to, you then go and yeah. charge them back up in the store. Charge them back up, which mm. that means these gems become currency mm. and each one of the gems has two values. One, the value that it has when it's empty mm. and one, the value that it has when it's full. Right. And, and, and when you say leaving them out in the storm, I well, mean... I, the if, storms if, that come across are so dangerous, they're so violent that everybody has to go into these bunkers. Mm-hmm. And so if you're out in the storm, you're going to be blown over or injured. It's dangerous to be out in the storm. Okay. So what they do is they have these like, cages that they put the gems in. Mm-hmm. The storm comes in and then they come out of their bunkers, mm-hmm. get the stuff in the cage. Okay. Them. But it's not like uh, people then, while people uh, put it in the storm, can go around and collect the gems yeah, like of other up, people. I'm not quite sure how well that works but the idea is that there's these stop the storms that come across and everything the whole world building is based around these storms the only creatures that can survive the storms are these big crustaceans which are like native to the world you know mm-hmm. to this fantasy world and everyone and there's other ones that live in ravines there's a whole thing in the first two books there's a lot about the 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 broken plains where there's these um you know these uh, uh the gems are all like they, they come out of these um gribbly big lobstery kind of crustacean things okay so the the all of these tribes i say tribes all these like mini kingdoms princedoms that mm-hmm. are in this like medieval thing they all race across the tribes after the storms or they they race the tribes race each other across the broken plains mm-hmm. uh, with these bridges and the you know they put the bridge across a ravine and then cross it and then they pick the bridge up and then they move it across there's all these <laughs> you know these broken plains these like, okay. like plates around and then they get these monsters, mm-hmm. kill the monsters, open them up, and there's gems inside the monsters. This is where ah, you get the like biggest, how you harvest yeah, them. How they, where the gems mm-hmm. come from. Okay. Um, and then all of the plant, all of plants, they are all kind of mobile plants, but they, they all, they, they have like these shoots that come out the ground. Mm-hmm. And then when the storms come by, they all kind of pull their, pull their shoots into the root system. Mm-hmm. So, they, so everything just becomes a big desert. Mm-hmm. And then after the storm comes, all the plants are like, go, Yay! Here yeah. I am again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of world building around these okay. the storm. And so you, when you say that the magic doesn't work when you're down in this other realm, you then if you take the the, the gems and go down there, yeah, they don't do anything. No, no. When you take the gems down there, they do do something, but it's upside down, and then there's no storm there, so you can't you can't refresh the gems down there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so the only way to get out is to like get back out and get back into the real world or yeah. into our world, I whatever. See. So this all makes for. Um, sometimes a quite tedious accounting based 
um, uh, magic system yeah. with not a lot of wonder. But thankfully, in this book, they kind of start breaking the rules or twisting the rules. And everyone, you know, there is actually a bit more things where you're like, oh, this is something which isn't foreseen. Because mm. sometimes Brandon Sanderson can be so prescriptive and so rules based with his fantasy that it actually makes it a bit like, you know, tedious. Yes. Because what he's really talking about is like, you know, a Tesla supercharger network. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, right. So when the person, he can fly using the stormlight, but then he has to get over to here and then he has to recharge. So he like gives everybody his empty gems mm. and then gets back full gems, but he can't switch it for the full price because they're worth only half as much <laughs> when they're empty <laughs> was on the full. So he's okay. switching them two to one yeah. and then he sets off again. And then all of like the, the geopolitics is sort of like, uh, like, uh, you know, petroleum, oh, the spice, you know, it's the spice must flow. We need the spice. And the spice is how the the trading guild gets between, or the navigators get mm-hmm. between the places mm-hmm. by bending. It's it feels very like resource management based e- e- Again, economy economy. Kind of, yeah. But thankfully, in this book, it does break away a bit from that. And mm. um, what this book really is, it turns out, is I was talking about the MCU before, the Marvel yeah, superhero. What was it? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. This is like the. It's become the Avengers the novel the fantasy fantasy adventures okay because each one of the people now who is the main like uh, viewpoint characters in the book it's revealed that they they are all have they are all these storm blessed i can't remember what it is but they're all oh the radiance you know this it's the um what was the what was the book called here uh, words of radiance and now these are the radiant people like everyone who gets to wear the shard armor and there's these swords which you just reach out and you suddenly get a lightsaber, you know, like these really long swords which are designed for battling the big gribbly things but can be used in battle. But these people don't have superpowers. They are more like uh, Tony Stark with fancy no, gadgets. Y- y- they are magic people who also have the fancy gadgets and oh, okay. also have their own superpowers. So that you get mm. the one who's a flying one oh. then you get the one who's self-healing and can heal other people. You get one who's a shapeshifter can do hologram kind of stuff like a Loki character you've got one who's really good at sliding which I wasn't quite sure yeah there's this character turns up and it's like Lift and I was like Lift am I meant to know who Lift is and Lift is suddenly a character who turns out to be like really important and I was like wow you didn't really fill this in and then I looked at the uh, the list of books Way of Kings uh, Words of Radiance and then book 2.5 Edge Dancer there's like another 2.5 yeah there's another (laughs) novel in this series, it turns oh, okay. out before Oathbringer, between the last book, Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, there's like this novella that was released called Edge Dancer, and that's Lift. And suddenly Lift turns up, and I was like, I don't know who Lift is. It turns out there's a whole other, another novel in this series. And what's this other one then? Oh, uh, that's like a, a, a collection, the Cosmere collection, sort of like other... Um, you know, stories representing... Yeah, so it's just more... It, more stories. It, he's doing his sil, Silmarillion... Sim, Silmarillion... Silmarillion... What's the S- Tolkien Simulacrum? One? No, Silmarillion. No. I don't the, know. The, after Tolkien... When Tolkien had published The Lord of the Rings... Yeah. He also had all of his notes with yeah. all the backstory <laughs> okay. and all yeah. the... Like, the legends the that were bits. told in there... Yeah. Were, it's Silmarillion. So okay. that that's his arcanum unbounded, the cosmic... Like, I guess. So, okay. Uh, and okay, okay. like all short... It's a short story connection collection put it this way but the way you described these people are also like x-men kind of yeah that's that's the whole point each one of them has access to this magic yeah everyone has a lightsaber or pretty much everyone has a lightsaber but then each of them has their own special ability Mm. and in the same way that tony stark 
starts off and he's like oh I can fly and I've got these rockets and I'm really rich by the end of it he's got nanobots and he can heal himself and yeah. he's like clicking his fingers and saving the world like as these novels go on their how much power they have keeps mm. inflating mm. and then also how bad the bad guys are are also, also inflating like yeah. in the first one you're like oh there's not really any bad people well, I guess these other humans are the bad people you know like in those early Marvel movies and then they ramp it up and now we Thanos turns up in this one and you're like oh now we've got Thanos and the big final battle is this end game <laughs> showdown I mean it isn't that it isn't that but it feels that because in the end the only characters that you can care about like there aren't any viewpoint characters who aren't literally superheroes in yeah. their own world yeah. they're all royalty now they're all superheroes they're all they've got got together with a group of like nine of them or twelve. I couldn't I can't remember exactly how many of they got together at the end. Mm. But they pretty much go right. Avengers have assembled for this final battle, and then we've got like each one of them. You know, you've got Hawkeye over mm-hmm. there doing the shooty thing. You've got that. I'll distract them while you do this, and that's Lift going over. You need to get the MacGuffin over there, and they go up and do. It. I'm going to have the showdown with Loki. You know. Um, that's that's what's happened. Although now Loki is on the other side, so actually Loki's having the showdown with whatever. Okay, but that's always to me that always feels very convenient. It is. It's not that it's very convenient. That is what this book is. Okay. Like if this was just something Thank happening, you. but the point is, this book is like the way of kings. This is the words of radiance. This is Oathbringer. The the whole point of this is. Oh, and what was the next book in the series? Let me just quickly have a look here. Uh, and then the, the rhythm of war. This is a book about kings. Mm fighting each other mm. and learning to be kings, the, learning the way of kings. You know, right. This oh, is not a book about, hey, here's these people who just happen to be peasants and then a fantasy story is happening around them and they're just around while big things. No, this is, these are the movers and shakers. This is the story <laughs> about the movers and shakers because it's epic fantasy. That's where okay. it's happening. It's happening at the most epic level. Right. And In so all levels. It's not a complaint for yeah. me that this is what the book is, okay. that it's become, look at these royal families, these massively overprivileged royal families, but all getting superpowers and changing the, and saving everything. the world. Yeah, with access to everything, literally. Yeah, they can do whatever they Taking want. Taking magic, yeah. armor, lightsabers. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, over the, <laughs> but over the other the thing, that, the other reason why this sometimes feels um, a bit like technological is that there's some things where they go, oh, we'll, we'll get these magic pens... Uh, where if you if I write on this end the other the pen does the same thing so if I write here we just need to put a bit of paper in the mm. other side and then you can communicate long distance and you're like oh so you've set up a telegram network mm. and then at one point they're like oh and this is what was said backwards and forwards and I was like I'm reading chat logs it was literally like reading IM messages between like a group of people like hey what are you doing over here oh what the guest golf is over like kind of like emails yeah all right uh, so just want to say that yeah. overall positive reading experience okay so but i'm gonna go through some nitpicks now okay now i'm again we mentioned in the previous podcast oh no that was a juggling podcast anyway talking about me being like very critical overly uh, overly hypercritical <laughs> in that like uh, the, the podcast that i used to listen to hypercritical nothing is so perfect that it can't be complained about but and here's the thing the things that are nearest to perfect the nitpicking mm. things hurt the most. This yes. book is not close to perfect, but I'm just saying, like, a book which is 55 hours long yep. and mostly fine and mostly enjoyable, there's some things which become niggles, become paper cuts, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to do the... the um, What's the other podcast? The... Uh, 
the Hello Internet. They have the paper cut se- se- series, which is something okay. like this isn't a big thing, but it keeps happening. Yeah, and it's it's annoying. So here's one thing. First of all, the um, uh, names of g- of the main characters. Yeah. We have Danila, Kalina, Adeline, Danilin, Enelin, Caladan, Eladan, Elokar, Gavilar, and Elethkar. I might have made one of those up, and one of them <laughs> is actually the name of the country that they're from, and oh, it isn't no. even a character's name. Oh, no, no. It's oh. so difficult for me to, when they say, like, they're the main characters, and there's two brothers, and there's Adeline and Elenin, and then their father called uh, Dalinar, and his brother was Kalinar, and, and the other main character, Kaladan, Kaladin, Kaladin. Anyway, it's too much. I'm not very good at this. Every single time any of these names were mentioned, I'm like, which one is that one again? And it's not as if... I, I think mine mainly it might be because I'm listening as an audiobook. And with audiobook, you know, Enelin and Eladan and fo- Alakar and Gavala mm. and Alathkar, they, they they all have the same feel. Yeah, it's more about how the phonemes are yeah. similar. Yeah. But when you read letters... Yeah, if I saw the can, letters, I'd it, be it, like, oh, this is the one that begins with K and ends yes. in R. Yeah. And this is the one that begins in A and ends in N. Yeah. And that's how you do it. So yeah. I'm not going to blame him too much. I'm just like, oh, this is really difficult. Can you just have... like? But also, I mean, I'm just looking from here. I can't yeah. read the names from here. But It's, it's just like, a block. It's, it's just a, a block. And also, they're all equally long. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's no da 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 da. Dalina, Kalina, Adeline, Danilin, Eleanor, Kaladan, Eladan, Eloka, and most of those are actually from memory. And then also just looking at the Wikipedia. Yeah, it's terrible. So that's one thing. Okay. And next thing is Spren. And now I was talking before about the magic. Um, one of the like byproducts of the magic happening, or them living in a magic world, is things called Spren. And they're these little sprites that pop up, like these sprites, like little little flashes of light, little flashes of shape, little wavery things, like fairy sometimes fairy looking things and there's different levels of them so some of them are very much more they they take on human characteristics and you can have conversations with them like mm-hmm. a fairy like a tinkerbell kind mm-hmm. of thing um some of them have like superpowers which is if they turn into the swords you know i said everyone has right. a thing so yeah. when you put your hand out and go like this they just turn into a lightsaber and now you've got an extra long lightsaber in your hand mm. and then if you let go of it it disappears but instead of having to use your force to get the lightsaber to jump back into your hand you can just put your hand out and your spren turns into a blade and you do it. So each mm. one of these characters has like a fairy familiar that sits on their shoulder. But instead of their magical familiar being like a cat or an owl, it's that they can have conversations with when they're alone. Mm. You can just and they, you know, say, yeah, Caladan's is called um Ren, let's say, whatever it is. Uh, and you're like, hey, Ren. And he's like, hey, Caladan. They can have conversations. Like, it's, it's a handy thing. But the other spren are based around like human emotions. So you can okay. get you can get glory spren. So if you stand and you're like, okay, and you achieve something good and you're very proud of yourself, glory spren will flash around you. If you're ill, there'll mm. be sickness spren, pain spren, um, exor- exhaustion spren. Okay, that and, and do they... Um, um like are they influencing anything or no, like they're is just it... they're just visual noise okay they just appear when you are in this kind yeah. of mood state or whatever then you attract them and they go bloop yeah and, okay. and here's the thing it feels like there's a whole thing with writing show don't tell like mm. don't say he was happy 
mm. you know, say what he's happy about and, you know, show that. Like, and he walked down the street skipping like he was like, there was there was light music in his head where he, he only he, he could, yeah, he, he mm. could only he could hear it. Yeah. Or you could say he walked down the street happily. You know, like yeah. just saying happily is me telling you and me saying he walked down the street street with a light heart and he was skipping as though he was listening to music that only he could hear is me like showing you how happy. And again, I'm doing I'm trying to make an overblown example here. Yes, but what I actually can do when you say this, the latter one, yeah. I can actually imagine a person walking yeah. down the street. And if and I say he does it happily, this. you have to do the work yeah. in your head, yeah. not me as the author. You yes. have to do the work in your head yeah. to make to Some, know what somebody. a happy person. Yeah. But so what Brandon Sanderson is doing, anytime he mentions Spren, he's pretending to do the showing, but actually he's just doing the telling. Right. So it's sort of like exhaustion spren popped up all around him. Okay. So he's saying he's exhausted. He's exhausted. <laughs> But he could have said his teeth were gritted and sweat was pooling into his eyes. He Now, had if no I say energy that, left. Yeah, like yeah. he was so exhausted, he collapsed to the ground and he was covered in sweat and, and he was grimy. Yeah. That's me showing you, even though I'm telling you, that's me showing you how exhausted he is. With yeah. Brandon Sanderson, he's got 450,000 words to write and sometimes he just takes shortcuts and says, glory spren sprang up around him or exhaustion spren <laughs> sprang up around her. And I'm mm. like, ah, not very good. Yeah. Uh, another nitpick is Shallon who is like one of the three mainest characters or three or four, one of the three of the four no she is there's three or four main characters in these books mm -hmm. one of them is Shallon and her one of her main characteristics is that she's got a bad sense of humor I complained how bad her sense of humor is in the first two books yeah mainly because she's got Brandon Sanderson's sense of humor and he's only got one joke which mm -hmm. is someone says something to someone and they don't take the metaphorical meaning or the poetical meaning, or just the saying, and just takes the exact down-the-middle mid logical reading of something. Mm -hmm. And then says, like, oh, I'm, I'm literally exhausted. And you're like, are you literally exhausted? Do you have no... Oh, no, is it, uh, I, I'm just saying, like, whatever the one straight down the line, if you're a robot uh, trying to work out the meaning of the sentence, take that meaning, repeat it back and explain it to them. And that's what Shallon's humor was throughout the entire first two novels. Okay. And it was grinding on me. In this book, there's conversations about how bad her sense of humor is. Okay. Well, And if if I come across something like that, I'm always thinking about um, autistic people who <laughs> I uh, don't know who just. They. This is how that. Like, if you're on on a certain spectrum, you hear something and then you yeah. take it as that. And take then, it as a, but if you're trying to make it into a joke, what you do is then just repeat it back. And you're, what you're doing is explaining other people's conversational uh, the ways that you just have a normal conversation. Mm. You know mm. and. Uh, Okay. I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but it's, it was weird to say that this in this book. Now, there is actually some really good stuff. There's actually an insult battle that kind of happens at one point. <laughs> okay. And it was... Insult battles are always fun. I'm, well, it wasn't insult. It was like one person going up against like a very strong character. Not Shallon. This was another character. And she and this other character, Jasmine or something? Jasna? Jasmine? I can't remember. I'm really bad with all the names in this book. Uh, and she says this put down, this insult. And I was like, oh, shit. Like out loud, I was like laughing and going, oh, shit. And then um, 
and then uh, Shallon was like, yeah, snap, you really put him in his place. And she's like, no, nah, that was actually below me because in the end what I did was that like he's a powerful man and I just made a your mum joke. And I was like, oh, yeah, mm. she did just make a your mum. So I actually quite liked the like meta, like what is comedy and what is a good put down in this book. But there's just not, weirdly, it's such a light book, but I wish it would sometimes light. be. Yeah. In as in frothy, nothing to think about. Everything is oh, nice. Okay, but still epic. Still epic, but it's like the nicest. Epi- like I'm saying, this is the broadest appealing. Nothing grim, nothing dark in here. Okay, and if it is, it's like really flagged up. It's like, oh, it's dark, but not too dark. Not too dark. Everything's gonna be fine. But like some dark, not too dark. You know, it's all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> frothy. <laughs> the other issue that I had was with. Uh, Shallon mm-hmm. in this book she has this kind of split personality it's like magic based split personality that she's like the shape changer she can put on other like she's more she's becoming like the Loki person mm-hmm. who can change her appearance and also change the appearance of other people but only her appearance and she takes on these other identities so she's swapping identities around and you got some good identity swapping thing like oh i met this person oh but they don't know i'm this person because i'm playing this other thing and i've got this other costume on and this other face on and there's veil who's her like she goes into the city the underground of the city and gets drunk with people and finds information in some like murder mystery plot over there and then on this side she's she's the princess or the betrothed to the new prince so she's whatever and there's this thing which is happening with her with her splitting of identities like she's like when she's veiled she's got like a different personality or she's it's starting to become a different personality yeah and that she like the veil has got the hots for another guy but Shallon doesn't, doesn't. have the, the and she wants to be together with the betrothed and all the time mm. it's every single chapter where this happens i was like i see what's going on here brandon sanderson doesn't have faith in his readers to go with it and just do that via writing just do it by a story Mm. like if it was just in those chapters when she did the other thing she was having the hots with this other guy and then but didn't comment on it it was just there and then when she was back as Shallon it wasn't and you actually realize oh there's this love triangle going on mm-hmm. here but the love triangle one of the, the the female point of this love triangle is the same is it no no because there's two there's two males there's two men yeah okay and then yeah. there's Shallon yeah. but Shallon who's the female point of the triangle has actually got two personalities right. and oh, each one of them is more interested in one of the uh, one of the others yeah but every single time this happens, Brandon Sanderson, as the author, puts into the character's thoughts, hey, why am I feeling like this? Oh, this is very strange. I'm Shallon now. And when I'm Shallon, I have got this, yes, and when I'm Vale. And it's just, he just explains it. And it happens like five or six times in the book. And every single time it happens, he's like, now let me explain what's going on <laughs> with this split personality thing. This one has got the hots for that man. And the other one has got the hots for this other man. In and case, then, In case you forgot, because the other forget, one yeah. is already 12, 12 hours ago. Yeah, yeah, we did this chapter four hours ago, but I'm going to do the same thing again with the same, and I'm going to explain it to you and explain it to you, and I'm going to do it multiple times throughout the whole book. And 
this morning, no, yesterday I listened to a previous podcast because someone on Goodreads, on the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads was asking me about the Atlas Alone mm. um, book. And so I re-listened to the podcast that we did about that. Yeah. And I was, and we, you know, that's got some big reveals in it. But I was saying, it's so great that I realized what the reveal was going to be. I knew what the twist, I knew what twist was coming later because I'd read these previous other books and mm. it kind of primed me to see what I was looking for. Yeah. And this good, this uh, other listener on Goodreads mentioned, oh, I didn't see it coming. So up until the last chapter, I thought I was, you know, I thought this was the way to be reading the book. And it turns out I got it wrong. Yeah. And But I had seen it coming like in chapter five of uh, like in the first quarter of the book, I saw what was going on. Because you before, before the I, previous books, you had this. Then I yeah. could enjoy mm. seeing what the author was doing, mm. already knowing kind of, oh, this is going to happen. And in the end, it did happen. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew kind of what the like where I knew where it was heading. So you were kind of like looking over the the, yeah. the, the shoulder of the author, oh, the author reading. And then I, could, I was also looking at the eyes of all the people who hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man, when this happens, they're going to get this other reading of the book. Yeah. And like I'm feeling clever but also i'm appreciating how clever the author is being mm. and brandon sanderson is saying here's something clever here's something clever. hey everyone i'm really clever i'm doing some split personality it's a love triangle but there's four people in the love triangle you know it's just it's so difficult to get into a book mm. where the clever like the author has got some clever things to do yes He's got clever things that he, he's capable of doing it. But he's writing for such a broad audience that he's sort of like, oh, this love triangle is really interesting. I was like, it could be really interesting, but it's not. Because first of all, everyone's really chaste. Nobody's fucking each other in this book. They're all adults. They've got the hots for each other. A love triangle can't work if nobody fucks each other. I want them to fuck over there and then her go, oh, I want to fuck that other guy. And there isn't. They're just sort of like, oh, I've got the hots for him, but I'm promised to him, but I can't have sex yet. And they, I'm like, you're all adults oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> just fuck okay. somebody we fuck to, somebody <laughs> we need to bloop this <laughs> no i can't bloop bloop, bloop fuck bloop. you know what uh, what other thing fucks me off about this book another fucking thing which fucks me off about this book you know what the swearing nobody fucking swears in this book because oh. it has to be so nice so brandon sanderson makes up a new word oh and uh, what no, is it storm You know what this book is called? No. You know what this book is called? Yes. The Stormlight Archives. No, you're there. they're not using that word to then swear. Yeah. And so oh. if if you want to say fuck off to someone, you say storm off. Unfortunately, in English, if you say storm, storm off, off, that actually is a meaning. That's another thing. Mm. And and oh. so we're saying like, oh, storm this. But there's also storms are like the most, the whole point about the swear word is if you say it, it's shocking and offensive like I just did like I was trying to demonstrate there and you picked up on because you're like we're gonna have to bleep this out the whole point <laughs> of it is that a word like the fuck can have the meaning of like you know fuck but also if you fuck off you fucked it up like you know yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. fucked off is different from if I say to you fuck off that's different to say I'm fucked off because it means I'm annoyed I'm telling you to go away but I'm also saying I'm annoyed and fuck <laughs> off are the two words in common with that yeah. you know there's so much there's so I much I think people understand what there's so much variation are. Brandon Sanderson doesn't understand what a swear word is because he doesn't and I mentioned this before in the previous in the, my previous rants about this book because he, I read two other books in this world where people say storm and storming this and storm that but also storms all the time stormlight it's like money it's like saying like because this is also the basis of the economy and it's the main weather system yeah. it's like the whole basis Everything of the 
and mm, and it's also it's also this and i mentioned this in the previous podcast but 2014 was the last time i had this rant so i'm gonna do it again if you want to do good swearing something either has to be profane in in uh, in a, a, a religious sense mm. it has to be profane in a sexual sense mm. or it has to be profane in a scatological sense mm-hmm. you know all swearing comes down to these things in different countries they they swear about different things in france it's all about shit in english it's all about fucking in other places it's all about you know maybe in Italian it's all about Mamma Mia or whatever the uh, the um, Mary isn't it you know uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying like in different places there's different emphasis on saying oh my god and fuck me and you're shitting me about that and you you have to do one of those three things because they are profe- they are like <laughs> forbidden you shouldn't be talking about God you shouldn't be talking about sex and you shouldn't be talking about shitting and yeah. pissing and you know, so uh, what they're using in this in this book is, is like literally as if the we would, most common thing. It's as if we would be swearing not in these things, but if you're saying like, oh, you are a euro. Yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> it's like the main thing that they're talking about, which is stormlight. <laughs> the basis of their magic and economy is the thing that is the same word that they're using to swear. And it doesn't work because there's another thing that they have. The women have safe hands. One hand, maybe the left hand, is always covered up. They have gloves and they have a veil over it, whatever. Mm. And it makes no sense. Thankfully, in this book, it's being cast more and more aside and people don't worry about their safe hands anymore. The mm. women don't. But all I've wanted was for one person to use safe hand as like like the left hand or whatever the safe hand is as the basis of a swearing thing or mm. as the basis of an insult. But nobody does, even though showing the left hand of a woman is like the most forbidden thing ever. Mm. I don't understand where safe hands come from. It's never been explained. It's like a random thing that women have to be ashamed of if somebody sees their left hand or whatever. Because we need to make sure that women have something that they need to I yeah know, i don't know cover it's terrible. be ashamed of um do another men thi- have like an equivalent nah well no not really uh, mm. men don't read though so that's one thing that oh, men okay. don't men aren't allowed to read they are not allowed uh, women to read. aren't allowed to show their left hand okay and well, then you've got this weird racism thing where the blue-eyed or light-eyed people they're the rulers and the dark-eyed people the brown-eyed people don't get to be rules they're just the peasant people mm. but their main characters if they're dark eyed but then they learn how to use magic then their eyes turn blue and suddenly they're uh, considered as aristocracy and, and higher status mm. weird I'm never I'm not quite never quite sure if Brendan Sanderson is like being ignorant about racism in this way to have blue eyed people like hard yeah so uh, okay. and what's my other my last uh, my last nitpicking thing is mm. oh love triangles don't work when nobody fucks uh, question mark exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark and fucks was in uh, all caps there so mm. um, those are my those are my um, nitpicking my nitpicking things mm. And like I say, these nitpicks come up a lot yeah, in a 54-hour audiobook. I'm, Thankfully, guess. it's not constant, except for the swearing. Yeah. Except for the swearing, everything else comes and goes. Mm. Um, although they never fuck each other. And I just fucking want somebody to just do something even remotely gritty or edgy. But again, he's going for the blandest, mm. widest audience appealing possible. Most appealing thing. Everybody who, and their mother, and their grandmother, and mm. their granddaughter, can, or whatever, whichever way round you want to go, this is works for everyone. There's not a single swear word in it. Nobody has sex. Everyone good. It works out well. Everyone who's the bad guy dies at the end or is defeated. You know, it, everything is as straight down the line as possible. That's why it works. It's like the opposite of the other of another fantasy series that I comes to my mind 
the Outlander series. That's like oh, really? where like <laughs> everyone they get good all dies. The time. Everyone has sex all the time. All the time. Yeah, they yeah. have sex all the time. Yeah, I mean, it can be. So that's the thing. If sometimes I'm reading it, it's like, wow, this is a young adult novel, but it isn't because it's like 55 hours long. Like you can't do that. anyway. Good stuff about this book. In fact, most of it's mostly fine, mostly good, mostly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like the battles are good. The murder mystery stuff is interesting because it's like based on magic or whatever. Like the magic itself is good fun. The action is good. You know, Brandon Sanderson can write a good sword fight. You know, he makes it exciting because of course people are flying around. Mm. Although sometimes it's a little bit like describing the magic that they're doing to do the flying and I don't always want that like when okay. when yeah. Thor goes around I don't need to be like oh yeah and then Thor throws his hammer this way and grabs it and he can fly that way and, and then flies, he does yeah. it this way mm-hmm. and in this book is all about the lashing you know using the you know to change your, the direction of the gravity that's affecting you and saying so he did a lash upwards and then he did a half lash downwards just say he flew up into the air he swooped under like sometimes do just tell me what's happening yeah. don't explain you know if you already explained how yeah. they're doing it then you can yeah. use that as yeah. them saying what they're doing it and he's literally saying and he used up 31% of his remaining electricity power and he's only no huh? that's what it feels like it feels like this is fantasy written in the age of tesla autopilot and we've got to get to the next sta- station it's funny <laughs> okay, good stuff about this. There's this yeah. one novel, one of the four novels within this novel, not by part, by like split up into yeah. sections, yeah. is the story of Dalinar, who is one of the princes or kings or high kings or high princes. I'm never quite sure which. I can never remember which layer is going on what. Mm-hmm. And if this novel was just his story, this would be an amazing, I really, really like this because it, he has these flashbacks. We've talked a lot recently about novels where people's memories are being slowly revealed to them mm. and they just happen to remember stuff at the yeah. same time. I yeah. don't mind it in this one because it's done artfully and also it makes sense magically. Like yeah. it, his his memories are being revealed back to him. Mm. In the past, something happened and he can't remember his wife and anybody who mentions his name, his wife, all he hears is, mm. and he can't read the lips. And he has no memory of his previous wife. Okay. And he doesn't remember why he mm. doesn't remember his wife. People said, "Oh yeah, you went to the some, you know, you you struck a bargain with the devil or with this this mm-hmm. spren who would take away your pain." Aww. And so what we do is in this book. We relive him meeting his previous wife for the first time, but he doesn't remember what happens in the story. Yeah. And as it does, it carries on and we get revelations about his previous wife and then revelations about like which cast new light onto the onto the previous relationship that had with his brother and his relationship with his, you know, his brother's wife, who he was once, you know, he was also in love with Mm -hmm. at one point. And he goes, uh, what's that? What's my note here? Oh, yeah. Revealing memories just as they are needed for plot character moments. Um, uh, and that was, I, again, his story was kind of, again, very a very traditional story, but with this magic layer on top of it mm-hmm. and this revealing of memories and him going through, you know, different, you know, the, the, he you, he gets to live two, two stories at the same time. One is his memories revealed and then one in the it's current situation. It's actually currently happening. And mm-hmm. as they play off each other as different things are revealed and everybody else, know, or not everybody, lots of other people know his story. Okay. Um, so the author could, like theoretically, yeah. the author could tell us this story literally. Actually, no, I remember, no, very specifically, other people don't know the full story because actually what happened uh, like at the end of that story, um, 
he actually swore some people to secrecy. So actually only a very few oh, okay. people do know the right. full story. But some people do. And But because he doesn't, nobody has, nobody tells him because none of the people who were there when it happened that he swore to secrecy, none of those people ever told him yeah. again. And even if they did tell him, it would have just... He wouldn't have even heard it. It literally... Okay. The audiobook narrator says, oh yeah, your wife's name, her name was... Okay, I wonder how that is written. <laughs> I don't know how it's written, but it works well in the audiobook. That's fun. Um, so all of that was good. And the other thing that I really enjoyed about this, which again is very, very clever from Brandon Sanderson. However, I've seen him do it in a previous book, which is the epigraphs. And I know I've talked to this about uh, uh, yes. other in other books. At the start of every chapter, um, he has this little extract from, in the previous books, The Way of Kings or The Book of Radiance. Is it epigraph or epigram? No, I actually looked it up because we had this same we had this, we had this same topic, epigram. and I, we called it an epigram for the entire time. It turns out it's an epigraph. epigraph. In literature, an epigraph is a phrase, quotation, or poem okay. that is set at the beginning of a document, monograph, or section thereof. Good. The epigraph may serve as a preface to the work, as a summary, as a counterexample, or as an a link, or as a link from the work to a wider literary canon, with the purpose of either inviting comparison or enlisting a conventional context. Okay. And um, as it goes through, some of these is from The Way of Kings, which is this old king, which Danila is like wanting to learn from. They say, like, here's a book. Someone's read him the book and he's sort of like, oh, read me that lesson. Oh, you know? okay. But it's not out of the, the previous. No, that book, book is named after the, the, all of these books are like named after book, after other texts which appear in this. In... What actually okay. happens is at the end of this book, he says, oh, right, I'm going to start writing a book. Hey, you, scribe, start writing it down. Right. Let's start chapter one of Oathbreaker. And that's going to that's then his Oathbringer. story. Uh, uh, Oathbringer. Oathbreaker or Oathbringer? Either way, there's also Oathbreakers in oh, this book. Okay. Whatever. So what happens <laughs> yeah. are these epigraphs as you go through. Mm. I'm just thinking. He's done this before. These epigraphs are unreliable. He's going to get to the end and it's going to turn mm. out that all these epigraphs were about one thing and they're actually about another thing. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to be written about this, but actually that person was lying, was trying to create a, a, a fake past for this to do. Because I've read another book where he did this and I got to the end and I was like, oh, you, uh -huh. Brendan Sanderson, you're very yeah. clever and you yeah. swung me over on this one. And as I was reading through this, I was like, hmm, I see like four different things where th this could yeah, this be... Could, yeah. And as it went on, he was kind of revealing one of them more and more. And I was like, oh, I know. I know what this big reveal is going to be. And I thought the big reveal was going to be revealed in one way, which was really clever. Yeah. It wasn't. It was revealed in a way where somebody was sort of like, hey... These people have just decoded this text and we thought it meant that and it actually meant this other thing. Mm. I was like, oh, it could have been revealed in like more dramatic, more mm. like cinematic way. But in the <laughs> end, it was just people reading and, oh, we thought it meant this and it actually meant that. Okay. And I was like, oh, I kind of guessed that like half half the or quarter of the book ago, what was going on here. Yeah. No, actually right at the start. No, that was that was quite near the start where I realized because he's playing around with like, oh, these bad guys and good guys and who's the good guys and who's the bad guys? Mm. Like, who can we trust and who can't we trust? I was like, mm, you're doing a lot of like laying on this thick about there's actually two readings to this situation yeah. and it turns out yeah one of those readings was that reminds me a bit what? of the um, um, the Tiffany uh, um, research that uh, CGB Grey went on and then there, we mm. had this text in a book yeah and then it turns out the yeah. original text was not was it wasn't even in the language didn't mention the name whatever <laughs> like this was, somebody just came the, up with the, it the, the video if people want to look it up it's the someone dead ruined my life again or was it like <laughs> yeah. this this guy from no but it was 
that was so. No, who was it who who wrote that? It was. I don't forget. No, it wasn't the writer. It was the person who was it Alexander Pope who literally coined yes. the word "damning with faint praise" to talk about the person who was it. You know, it's yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like uh, was it Alexander. Pope? I can't remember. One of the most quoted people in English language because he came up with all these great phrases. Yes. Um, but yeah, that reminds me a bit of, uh, of, yeah. of that. Yes. All right then. I've gone through all my notes, okay. and we've so talked if, about this for an hour. If everything now. is, you give it everything. Uh, this was good. This was good. This was good. There was some nitpicking, and it's long. And so it gave me what I wanted from this book. Okay. The book gave me what I was expecting, which right. was more generic fantasy. Mm-hmm. And people will think this isn't generic fantasy because, like, there's a different magic system, or there's like there's something, something, or whatever. Yeah. It's not. It's very straight down the line. Here's some people who are good looking, who have magic powers, and they're going to be kings and queens. Let's go. Mm. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. feed it to me, mm. and it's all fine. Good. And there's some bits which I think are very good, and there's some bits which make me like want to you know, rip the earbuds out of my ears because the pacing, like, fucking yeah, don't go into the underground and just take all, like, separate all your main characters and make them do nothing. And it's such a long book that if that was like, oh, quarter of the book's like this, you're like, oh, that's okay because it's like a 12-hour audiobook. Quarter of the book is a bit of a lull and that's three hours. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 it's quarter of the book and the oh, book is 50 55 hours, hours yeah. long. So you're like, oh, so that's like 11 hours, 12, no, this- 13, 14 hours worth. <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, 14 hours is going to be not great. So of a, four, of a 55 hour audiobook, about 14 hours of this were a bit annoying and mm. kind of like, oh, get on with it or why aren't people fucking and stop using the word storm as a substitute swear word. Which cu- accumulates in the rating. Yeah, it's like of... about this. This is about a three quarters good book. So I'm going to give it three and a half stars. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> literally. If the I'm going to do. Comes, like, yeah. But it gave me what I wanted, which was a big, yeah. chunky book. Yeah. It gave me what I wanted, which was to catch up with more of this series, yeah. to do a big fantasy book, which I wasn't going to. Like, I've already started, but it wasn't going to be a drain on me. And mm. it's just going to be so straight down the middle. Like, oh, you remember those characters from the last book? Here's what they did next. Mm-hmm. And often, fantasy stories will be like oh right let's leave those characters we're not even going to talk to them we're going to go over there we're going to have another adventure and those characters not even going to be in this book and apparently that's what happens in one of the game of thrones books um they're just sort of like oh yeah this book we're not like your main favorite characters just not going to be in this book we're just going to do something else on this other continent yeah for an entire book happens it yeah hap- not in this book it's like remember these guys yeah we're just going to carry on with those currently doing yeah we've got the big fit guy and we've got the woman and we've got the king. The, the woman. It's not quite as bad as that. It sometimes feels like that. I'm sometimes just like, is there any characters who aren't like blonde and blue eyed and, and good looking in this book? Please. Uh, like there, like there are. There are. There are some interesting viewpoint characters, but very minor characters. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. So three and a half stars. Why not? It's, cool. I had fun with it. Good. Despite my nitpicks. Uh, but I'm still not finished with the inhibitor phase. Okay. Don't worry. We've got another special episode coming up. Have we? Yeah. What is it? Well, what do you think we're going to do this evening? What was the plan? I sent you a message today at oh, work yes. and said... Oh, yes. We're going to if watch... If you're into it... We're going to watch a movie. Yeah, there's a Dune is now available, not just in the Ooh. cinema. Uh, we're going to watch it on our on our big on our TV. On big couch. On our big couch at home. With nice, fresh We're just going to pay for it. It's not on yep. any streaming service, but we're just going to pay Apple $20 or whatever it is to, to watch the movie. Mm. Cheap, still cheaper than going to the cinema. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we can have popcorn <laughs> yeah. at home. We can go to the toilet anytime you want. Because pause we can it just anytime pause you want. <laughs> no, you always got to wait for like 45 minutes. Yes, 40 to 45 the, minutes. The, the uh, lull. Yeah, and then there'll be a lull in the action. Like, pause. Yeah. We don't have to use the, the, the app Go We or was it Run We? Do you know the app? 
It's oh, a, it, when it tells you when, yeah, it's, when the best... You, you look at it on the screen, you're like, if you need a Wii... Now is your chance. It's, uh, I did this with the Avengers movie, uh, the, um, the Endgame movie. Yeah. It's sort of like, when Ant-Man opens his eyes and says, it works, go to the toilet. <laughs> oh, is it works? Someone like, he comes down the stairs and says, it works, go to the toilet. And I'm like, yes. And I got up and went to the toilet and I came back. And I was like, where are we? Ah, I know what's uh, happening now. Yeah. It, that's the time when they just go ah where do we need to go when we go back in time where do we need to go to and it's like you can miss that you just you get to it's the end just, of the conclusion yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I've still never seen that scene of the uh, scene of the movie yeah. although I did do that when um, with uh, in, a, in a previous movie which oh that's what the Ant-Man so the, what happened you, was yeah, you missed Ant-Man in, in Civil War the Run P app said hey what you should do is wait until this happens and then go to the toilet and come back and I went to the toilet and came back and they're like in the back of a car and there's Ant-Man there, but I hadn't seen the Ant-Man movie by mm. that point. Mm. And then I was like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, I guess he's Ant-Man, but I didn't see that movie. What's yeah. his deal? And then later on, he's like turning big. And I'm like, wait, I thought Ant-Man was meant to be turned small. I don't know what's going I don't understand what's happening. So sometimes it leads to a little bit of confusion. You're like, oh. so obviously yeah, like a really important moment that the run P people said, this is the t- this is the best thing to miss in but the movie. But they have already watched Ant-Man, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe you've already seen it. But here, we can oh, yeah. just Dune. press the pause. Button. So here's the thing. Maybe in the next few days, if we watch this Dune movie, mm-hmm. and if it's worth talking about, mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about it. Okay. Because we, we have talked about previous movies. Yes. And, and we've book. even talked about, yes, even just with Dune, we've talked about, the, we did a whole episode, which was Dune, the movie, the book, the uh, board game, oh, yeah. the audio book, uh, like mixed cast narration thing. Uh-huh. And no, I think that was it. It was like, yeah, Dune, yeah. the Dune movie, board game, book audio play whatever mm. so uh and Maybe the german in, translation as oh, well. <laughs> the german translation from the 70s which leaves out big chunks of it big i'm chunk. sure that the movie will also leave some stuff out so okay. uh, let's wrap it up there thank you very much for listening if you want to follow us on twitter i'm luke burridge juliana is at juku uh, if you want to follow uh, juku berlin sorry mm. if you so, want to follow us on instagram same names there email me luke at juggler.net unless you're a publisher or, or an author or a pu- uh, publicist who wants me to read a book just don't bother emailing me and uh, yeah also become our friends on goodreads and i can see uh what you think of this book let's check it out where are we at to stormlight archive number three um matthew rated it five stars epic absolutely epic full review to come he wrote that full review to come matthew you wrote that in 2018 february 2018 (laughs) i'm unimpressed your full review has not to come in fact let me just comment here when is it to come all right. Uh, yeah, Peter rated it four stars. Matthew, four stars. The Reading Murder rated it three stars. I quite like that. The Reading Murder is a good name. Um, Michael rated it three stars. Yeah, lots of three and four and five stars. Oh, big chunks. Lots of five star ratings here as well. And James Armour rated it two stars and the Doc rated it two stars. So only two people rated it two stars here. Um, yeah, but I I will read through more of those reviews later and to see what other people thought of the book. So cool. check it out. Yeah, and also you can go over to the uh, SFBRP listener group on Goodreads and join in the discussion there and recommend me books there. And if other people say, yeah, you should read it, I'll probably get to it too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the next book. Oh, we just mentioned the next book will be Inhibitor Phase probably. But before that, maybe talk about a movie. Yes. Um, That's it, isn't it? I think so. All right. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.